All right, we're back. Hello, Michaela. Hey. hey. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, yeah. Short little intro that I'm just kind of going to kind of do off the top of my head for those that don't know. Uh, we have known each other since high school, so this is super cool. And then we both ended up in South Florida, and we've kind of been growing, you know, uh, with our what we'll get into as a very like independent way of, of doing our thing fresh out of uh, fresh out of high school and just kind of growing up. So it's super cool. Um, but Michaela, thanks so much for coming on. First question I always ask everyone, just because I want to kick this off, is like, what are you most excited about right now and why? Um, the most thing I'm excited about is kind of like being experimental with like some ideas I'm having, like kind of instead of hustling, just like creating. So I think like that's what I'm more focused and excited about right now. Okay, cool. And what kind of brought you to that, brought you to that point? Um, well, I mean, doing art, like in the beginning, it's very kind of like make money, how, how to survive. So you're doing a lot of commissions, but now I've gotten into a place where I'm more like secure with my commissions that I can start expanding creatively and doing kind of like my own art and like what I want to do. So I'm really excited to be at that level now. Nice. And we'll, we'll take it back. I'm like, kind of just start. What would you say? Like, when did, uh, when did you start to take it super serious? When would you say, okay, like I'm all in with this and let's start there and then we'll go farther back later on? Yeah, I have been doing art like for fun my whole life, but I think I was in college my freshman year, so I was 18 and I was like, this is not working out. I don't want to do this. I don't enjoy doing this. And it kind of just like hit a wall and I was like, well, I don't want to do anything else but this. So I'm really just going to like fully immerse myself into it. So I think 18 is when I started. So about 18, three years in. Yeah. Yeah. Three years in. And yeah. three years of just like consistent progress. Where yeah. what are some things you just implement on a day-to-day -day basis that you'd say just keep you engaged and just always you kind of always know you're progressing? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start there. Um, well, progressing doesn't always feel like it's progressing but i think consistency yeah consistency is always the key uh like mama mentality honestly is like the thing that i repeat in my head like every single day to keep me going it's like being a little bit better every day so like yesterday might feel like crap but like today you can like be just a little bit better and if you can just keep consistently making those small changes that's what like adds up yeah no i really like how you said that because it's really about just like you focus on it's the it's not exactly what you do it's the fact you did it mm -hmm. and you didn't have a zero day because that's that's yeah. immediately breaking i like try to push this all the time like like if you're someone who's decided to commit to the gym and you know if you go like consistently and like you get in your routine you'll yeah. see the results so like just show up you don't have to if yeah. going 60 minutes breaks you in the door and you do it five days in a row great but like same thing with your business focus on an hour a day commit an hour and then that day you don't feel like doing it, don't do nothing. Do do 20 minutes, see what it turns into. Yeah, yeah there's a book, uh, Atomic Habits, and they kind of talk about that. But it's like, don't focus about going to the gym. Focus on putting your shoes on or like focus putting your like like outfit on and then like just take those little steps from there. So like those are big, like little like mindset changes that you can do. 100%. I think it, it kind of foreshadows how they, they constantly talk about how you can really be in the present and not focus so far down the line because yeah. I can personally say, and I'm sure you relate to this when you are like kind of creating your own wealth and creating, you know, your own system, you tend to foreshadow 
like or time to really get ahead of yourself like oh if yeah. i do this it's going to turn into this this and this kind of freaks you out or like oh mm. am i ready to handle it but you're right did you but did i take it all the way down to open my laptop write up that offer not yeah. oh if they accept if they don't accept what does this mean for the business i have to close this deal like you don't even know until you can get but you can get yourself to to do the, the little things right so yeah that's really cool i said that um now let's pull it into a little more relevant now things uh, i want to talk about art basil you know recently that was a big uh step and i think that was super cool how yeah. did you get involved with that can you walk, walk us through the process of how that kind of came to fruition and then talk about the actual event itself a little bit yeah um so art basil honestly i want to say like like majority of my stuff it just like kind of progressed and happened uh, my one goal for the year career-wise to like was to be an art basil i was like i have no clue how i'm gonna do it in the beginning of the year i didn't even have like as consistent flow of pieces i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna get into art basil so it honestly started by building like that manifestation kind of like mindset thing i just literally kept telling myself i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it the year kept progressing i had like a lot of like ups and downs and like a couple months ago i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to like reach that goal like honestly like it doesn't seem feasible um i didn't like reach out to people i wasn't making that much of an effort on my end just because i had so many other art things going on and then i had a production agency called 26 north productions they're an art curation um place they're awesome they reached out to me and they're like hey uh we've heard of you like they first set me up with like hey do you want to start doing murals in south florida we can start like doing kind of like curated events with you and i was like yeah absolutely and then they were like we also have a spot in art basil for like if you would like to do it it's an all-female panel it's at uh the arlo and winwood it's like a night event you can do a live painting and i was like they asked me to do that and i was like um yes yes please <laughs> i would love to do that um just like taking every goal from day one of this year Sure. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> honestly, like, I might have, like, it might have the whole year felt like I wasn't going to reach that goal. But, like, because I started with that mindset in the very beginning of, like, dreaming big and then just making small practices, like, the, it, yeah, that's honestly, and from connecting with people. Connecting with people is huge. You don't know who you're going to, like, make an impact on because even if the person you're talking to is just, like, somebody who's not even in the same niche of, like, work that you do they might know somebody that is in that same niche and if they can refer you which is what happened in my case like that's why it's always kind of like put yourself out there constantly you know yeah. and you know create products that that make an impact obviously your art really tends to do that and i don't shy away when i say like you're one of the top artists out here there's so much in miami and you can go see it for yourself but i'm telling you like just based on going to the shows and like bringing my friends to the shows, seeing what they say, like it stands out. So you just do, you do a very great job about like, just kind of captivating some sort of emotion behind it, but also it just looks super cool. Can you talk to me about your, maybe your favorite collections from this year, since it seems like it's been like a very mm -hmm. like big year, would you say there was one that like stood out to you that you were most proud of? Yeah. Um, well, I did the most recent piece that I did. Um, I'm most proud of it's a Kendrick Lamar piece. And even though like my whole theme is like basketball, literally, like that's my whole mama mentality. Basketball yeah, they're not sick. 
And I love it to death, but it was more of like a building process for me. It was like more for like my mental health. That's why I did it. But like the Kendrick piece that I did, it was so experimental in how I chose to do it. It was multimedia. I used different tools. I did three dimension, like resin designs on it. And it was like really creative. And it was like one of those pieces where I was like, I have no clue how this is going to look until like the very end. Like you just kind of, I just kind of had to trust the process and trust myself. And it like really, it came together really well. And yeah, everybody loves it. Like that I've talked to, they're like, I think this is your best. And I'm like, I love it. So yeah. Yeah. And I'm, as someone who's like recently gotten into, I'd say understanding, I've always listened to Kendrick's music, but never really under, I thought it took a lot to like really understand it. And then that made it better when I actually just tuned in with it. But I see how it really correlates. It's like a cool thing. It's kind of like, especially the timing of it. Like you go into Art Basel and he's such like a decorative artist. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, he, his, a lot of what he talks about is his journey and how just like influential, you know, that's what his music is. It's what his perception of the world has kind of been. So it's cool to hear you, like how your art kind of connects to your mentality too. It's like, would yeah. you say that's a common theme among the, community or i don't like to talk about like why artists like paint but i think that's a cool connection would you say a lot of art is you know other artists perspective of how they see the world would be a better question yeah i mean honestly i feel like not just with art but with everything especially with artists um yeah i would say artists maybe more of what they feel the world to be because most like art is very emotion driven it's very you know, some things aren't, but for the most part, it's more of like their experiences and their emotion more than what they see. Um, I know that for my case, that's what it is. And I like to focus on stories of other people. So kind of like documenting. So like all of my basketball pieces, everything that I create kind of has like a multi-dimensional layer of like, not just my perspective. I really try to hone in on what they were trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's what I really like focusing on is not just like my kind of self, but like them like truly capturing what they wanted to express um, as a creator and person. No, super cool. Um, now I want to go, uh, I think there's one more area that I want to bring off that. Well, let's talk about the business side a little bit. What's it been? Um, you know, like you said, it's a hustle in the beginning. Take me through the those early days, you know, kind of what if you, yeah, walk me through the process of if somebody's really getting into this, they have a passion like you do, but they're doubting themselves on that. They can figure out the business side of it. You know, like what do they need and kind of just walk me through that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a difficult world to navigate the business aspect um, because it is not necessarily what you want to get into. Like what you're passionate about is not going to be the business side. That's when discipline really has to come into play and you really have to be like, how badly do I want this? And you just have to commit to that. And that can look a lot of ways like doing some things that you kind of aren't passionate about, but that like keeps the things going, like taking jobs that like are kind of in the same direction. Like for me, creatively, it was commissions. I love commissions to an extent, but it's not necessarily what I'm passionate about. And so I had to like make sacrifices of my creativity for like the first two years. I was just kind of doing commissions and uh, it was like definitely hard on like my, like, you know, my keeping it going, keeping it going, but I had to have that goal. Um, But I think getting a mentor or like interning for somebody is 
honestly could even be more like better than college, going to college, going to school, getting a degree, not saying you shouldn't, I'm in school currently, but like the, those really help you out. I've had uh, mentorships for other artists and I've talked to them a lot about their business, what they do. And I kind of like copy and paste, copy and paste, like whatever works for them. I try it for myself. If it works, I keep it. If not, I just move on to the next thing. Um, and then also getting business mentors. There's a free nonprofit program that I actually do. Forget the name of it, but it's um, it's a free mentorship. And once a week, I get on this phone call, and she is my mentor is an also business owner, and she's had like 20 years of experience. And we sit and we talk about like our financial breakdowns. We like sit and we discuss like plans and yeah. So there are opportunities. Like you just really have to like look for them um, and commit yourself to being opening, mm-hmm. being learning. Reality yeah. is. Yeah, I like what you said there because it was like uh, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was like yesterday, and they were just saying how one of the, the one of the speakers on it said the way he measured like a love for something was how much time you're willing to give up to make it happen, and how yeah. much you're willing to commit to do it the right way, right? Yeah. So that's how much like you're willing to. Okay, I didn't. Maybe you didn't necessarily expect the business side of it to be this much of like a, okay, I really need to learn this. Yeah. But you realize, okay, well, I want to do a passion that makes money. And if I learn the money side, of it, that's just a key component. This is a decision time. Like yeah. I either do it or I can put it off, put it off, put it off. And you know, you face different kinds of struggles. So it's yeah. super cool. Um, now let's go way back a little bit. I want to talk about this story. Uh, tell me about the story of five-year-old you and like why it's, it's relevant to everything that's kind of happening now in your world. Yeah. So the story you're talking about is actually one that I didn't even realize was a story until like three or four months ago. Like (laughs) I literally just like found it, but basically, you know, in kindergarten where you have those like graduations and you walk down the line and you like might say something, I like vaguely remembered it. And I was at my grandparents' house and we were going through like old footage that like we've never seen before. We just got like an old school VCR camcorder that we like popped in. Um, And we were looking through it and it was like my kindergarten graduation. So I'm like five years old. I'm like walking on stage. Nobody in my family remembers this moment. Nobody like ever, like it's just a race from all of our memories. And we're sitting there watching it. And I'm like three years in deep into like being an artist. And then I'm like, my little self walks on stage and then I go up to the, like the microphone and I'm like, when I grow up, I want to be an artist. And I like the whole, like all of my family was just like, because growing up, I didn't even remember wanting to be an artist. Like I wanted to be like a lawyer or fashion designer or something like all over the place I was. So it was so cool to see that like visual, just like little five-year-old Michaela being like, I wanted to be an artist. And then like, I actually full circle came back to it and like did it. So that was like, awesome. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said earlier, just kind of the power of like Mm -hmm. these little manifestations, kind of what you expose yourself to, you know, it makes me now, like I hear a lot of similar stories and I have one like similar as well. And it just makes me when I get older, like exposing my, you know, kids just more like what are they, they peaking their interest in? Like yeah. get them talking about it early because it is it is very powerful. Like when you yeah. as soon as you can like really fall in love with something, you can really start to like uh, kind of take the reins and do what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, 
Now let's go a little different direction. Where some maybe some role models or inspiration you've had. Like obviously, people are going to learn a lot from you. You know, from this and wherever this gets shared and everything. So, like, who have you mentioned that one mentor? You know, maybe mm-hmm. even in po- the pop culture world. You know, mm-hmm. like who are people you've kind of like looked to pull stuff from? Um, I'm like very old schooly. Like I love watching like old school documentaries, films and stuff like that. The person that is most significant, which a lot of people actually relate to is Frida Kahlo. She was like my, my girl. Like I, in the very beginning, I used to play the Salma Hayek, uh, Frida movie. You've probably never seen it. I used to play that on repeat because it was so inspirational artist. I think I watched it maybe like 200 times. And like anytime I was having a crappy day, like art wise, I would put it on and I'd like try to be inspired. But yeah, no, Frida Kahlo was definitely a big, um, I, I honestly like encourage anybody to look at somebody who you like want to be, not be, but like be like, and really just like focus on like what they do, how they do it, their mindset. Like that was huge. And Frida Kahlo is definitely one of them for me. Um, I mean, all my, all the basketball players, I studied them so much. Those, those were like big. Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar is actually my favorite of all time basketball player. He, Can you take me through that study process after this too? Cause I mm-hmm. think I can relate really well with that, but yeah. 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 So Kareem, I, I mean, I love Kobe. I love MJ. I love that. But like Kareem, he really was kind of like the trailblazer of like discipline, like all the way back. Not only was he like fight, like going through like the hustle of basketball. He was also like, uh fighting like civil rights he was going through like so much like meant like mental just not for what he wanted but what he also believed in to be right so like that was just like sky hook he was oh there's just so much i could get into right now about him but yeah like he is he's awesome he's like literally right there doing a sky <laughs> um but yeah no cream he's great um and then also how he took under like um magic johnson under his wing kind of like there was a competitive edge that they had but he also ended up helping him out a lot if you look into their story you can yeah so it's it's oh so many layers that i just love about kareem (laughs) yeah now walk me down this what do you do kind of to prep because i think that's a good value for any artist who wants to like maybe they have similar not in that realm but any industry they kind of want to explore how how do you go about studying is it kind of sporadic a feeling do you like budget time out like what does that kind of look like um, I wish I budgeted time out. I should, I should, you should, anybody who's listening to should too, but no, I just kind of like fixate on like people. And then like, I just really study them. I like, if there's any doc, my go-to is documentaries. Cause I can also do my art while I have a documentary in the background. And then I kind of just like listen to it like audiobooks. I love audiobooks. Okay. Um, Cool. And then podcasts, anything that has them like that I can kind of keep on in the background and also do my work at the same time. That's been major. Um, yeah, because it also helps with like, your like, subconscious, like training of your mentality. Like if you're having that in the background instead of like music all the time or like, you know, it really does make an, a difference with your subconscious brain. Yeah, I couldn't uh, hear that more. I even put out like a tweet today where I was talking about how like a big habit I've just been trying to implement is like mm-hmm. I build in my breaks into like the whole grind aspect of my day, mm-hmm. even if it's yeah. like 15, 20 minutes. But the key change is they're not do nothing breaks. They're yeah. like growth breaks. They're like, okay, I'm gonna be on YouTube anyway. Let's watch, like you said, like I take a lot of influence from like Cole Bennett and like kind of these these guys that I just see them creating stuff mm-hmm. for other people and like the impact tag. And 
I'll put on that just maybe it's an interview. Maybe it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or, uh, but yeah, so I just see a lot of benefit or like I talk, tell people like go for a run, go exercise that hour you're off. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great time. Exercise, come back. You're more dialed in. I literally went for a run. I worked for like three hours this morning and then I like went for a run, came back, did this. I was like way better headspace than I just worked for three hours before 10 a.m. And I want to like, I had to go off. But, yeah. yeah, no, exercise I think is like the most crucial part of my whole like, Interesting. I don't, I can't, like, I can't be productive if I don't exercise, I don't eat right. You really have to, especially if you're trying to be an entrepreneur or business person, you have to take care of yourself to be successful. Like you have to like be disciplined with also your health and your mental health to like do anything successful in this life. Yeah. It's, number no, one. it's, it's, it's a super simple one. And I think honestly it comes down to maturity and like yeah. discipline. Like we're not put here to be, you know, like super lazy and like, like it's not, it's not super like really, mm-hmm. if you take care of yourself and you want to do the things that not a lot of people can do, you have to yeah. also do the habits that those people are doing. So like, yeah. always think. like if 1% of the world is probably doing it and you do it, you're more likely to be more a part of that. Like 1% yeah. if that's, that's the way I look at it, but I know a lot of people, they, they look at their own rights. Um, now, okay. This, I think that was a good time to go through this. What are two questions you have for the host? Yeah. Um, what really got you like going with all of this? Because we kind of met, we like, we had a break. We were like, but I don't remember you being this driven in high school. We weren't super close, but like, what really got you like going Mm -hmm. after it? Yeah, it did. So high school was as anything goes like, yeah, I, I got the idea junior high school like profit jack was like junior high school and start yeah, selling stuff I remember that. yeah and it was just like one of those like high school things like i knew it was positive attention but you don't have a ton of time to like necessarily dial it in but it was kind of like a nickname but it was also kind of a joke and like it's just hard when your environment is eight hours a day like i kind of thought i was onto something and i kind of knew like it was just such an interesting time you don't know yourself well enough to really like realize it was just in and out. So you're right. Like sometimes I probably hide it in school because I'd feel a little insecure about it or something, even though I knew what I was doing was a big deal. It was, and that distracts you from taking it serious. Cause you're like, Oh, like, is this anything like, you know, classic yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, um, so it, it started in high school, like the dirt, like the business idea, but I relating back to something you said earlier where you were like, Oh, like I was going to be a lawyer and I was going to do this same thing. Like I took criminal justice, I was like, I really like, uh, like writing and I was totally fine with that. And I was like, oh, like I could be a lawyer. And like, just for some reason in my head, I was always going to like do one thing and then like profit jack was still going to be there. And I was going to just do both. Right. Like, like whatever it was. Um, but yeah, it started in high school. And then once you start like, again, exposing yourself to like the world and like doing more, I think the podcast helped talking to more entrepreneurs and kept my focus like educating me like oh you can really do this for yourself like you're a very independent person these things line up it 100 percent comes down to if i decide to take it seriously thankfully now post-college i have more time i've been able to go through that process but not without growing pains so like like i tell anyone like far from perfect but yeah high school yeah no Mm -hmm. that's awesome because i've like definitely seen you progress kind of like not like kind of in the background i've been like oh like 
Jack, yeah. <laughs> like doing that stuff. But cool. no, it's been cool to see like all of this, like every time, like you, like, you just always keep like consistently growing and it's been like really cool to watch. Yeah, I really appreciate that. But it's also one thing that you said is like, it's really interesting. And I think it happens a lot is like the things you kind of put on the side tend to end up like being what you fully immerse yourself in. Because so many people are like, oh, I'll just do my passion on the side. And then it like kind of always finds a way to creep back in. Really so I mean, cool. like, like pay attention to those little, like those little things in your life that like excite you. Yeah. And the reception you get from people, because I've been focusing on that. Like I've been noticing, like when I focus on something with certain intention, mm-hmm. for some reason, the signs kind of come, whether it's like conversations or somebody just for some reason brings up that topic that I was like yeah. focused on. And it happened with the business, right? Like two years into running track in college, like post COVID year, had a lot of time to focus just on the business, whatever. Like I'm literally having my coach like tell me, not that I feel like I'm doing anything different. Your head just is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. dude, why would he say that? <laughs> like you were thinking that, but like, why would he say that? And then like, okay. Like, and you're right. You have to completely take humility, realize you're starting from ground zero, being hundred percent committed. It's one thing to be partially committed and do it for a long time. It's another thing to say, okay, for the next six months, my full intention or the next, really the next five years is how you need to be. But like, yeah, everything I'm doing is in pursuit of what I think this is. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. very true. Oh, there's so many like dimensions that goes into like starting a business. It's like, cause like when you start something and you're passionate about it, like you have that, like, like for me, it was like art. I was always really good at art, like to my level of understanding in the very beginning. But like the more, and like, honestly, the older I get, the younger I feel and like my knowledge and like, that's like my number one thing I've been thinking about recently is like, the more I grow and the more I learn, the more I'm also confused about and the more I feel like I have to learn. And yeah. so like, that's also something you have to like come to terms with is like letting go of the ego, you know, like just being like, hey, I'm not going to know what I'm doing a lot of the time, but I'm going to be dedicated to figuring it out. Oh my God. And the last, it's cool to hear you say that because the last guest we we had on Jacob Hopkins, like he's in the, you know, the cold calling and the sales game. And mm-hmm. you want to talk about like having to like, just really humble yourself. And like, he said the same yeah. thing. Like it's, I could only imagine sales. That's like, oof, that's yeah. I think the most intense to like put yourself out there. Um, One thing I want, okay. Here's a topic you probably expand on business as an art form. Mm-hmm. How much would you agree? What is your kind of, what, what are your thoughts on, on seeing, seeing that? Yeah. I mean, totally. You definitely can do it. I don't believe in the starving artists and I think it's really dr- detrimental to like a lot of artists because they also have that, that a little bit, the starving artist. Yeah, the the starving artist mindset of like you're gonna be poor, you gotta you gotta struggle for your you gotta struggle for your um your work, your creativity. Like there's a big stigma about like artists have to be like tortured to like make good art, and that is not true. And honestly, like if you have that in your mindset, like you're probably gonna like self sabotage yourself. I know in the beginning I was like, oh, I've gotta I've gotta have a chaotic life. I've gotta like. I've got to like be in the trenches to like really produce some good art. And no, that's not true at all. You can be successful. You can be consistent. You can have a great life. It's really just in your subconscious and how you train yourself. But there's also a balance to business in art as well and a business in anything. You know, you cannot get swept in the like 
hustle about the money, the success, the like far future picture you idea of like living on a beach and like, no, you have to enjoy the process you're in and you have to love what you're doing. You have to be dedicated to the passion creativity side to it as well. Cause I mean, you can really get swept up in the numbers. I know I've like wanted to at sometimes, like sometimes I would just love to like have a break and just be like, Oh, like just have all these like streams of income coming in. But like, no, you have to, your art is not going to be well. It's your product. Your art is your product. And if you're not, if you're doing a half ass job at it, then you're not going to get the clientele and the receiving that you want. You can try to, but it really sets apart good from great. Like if you focus on winning, it's going to be good. But if you focus on producing a really great product, it's going to be great. Yeah. And then like you talked about right there, like the attention, like the Mm -hmm. side of it, like how do you go about getting in front of people? Maybe dive into your social media game a little bit, like how you've gone about that process. Cause obviously that's the world we live in. Yeah. So this is actually really funny. I think you have to take a lot of L's to like get a win. Okay. Because this is actually like, it goes inside with like Art Basel too. So the week before Art Basel that I got the spot to be in it, um, I was trying to put myself out there. I've been recently trying to like, not necessarily sell my basketball pieces, but just get them out there and just like not have them in my studio, more of like in galleries. So I went to the Los Olas like strip where they have very like high end fine art galleries. I'm fine with fine art galleries, but a lot of the like people who work with them kind of tend to be like, you know, very like prestigious. And so I went in there and I was putting myself out there. I went to three different galleries and all three of them just kind of immediately wrote me off. One of them didn't even want to look at my work. They were like, the, the first thing they asked me before even seeing my art, they were like, what, um, what events have you been in? What awards have you gotten? They didn't even want to see the artwork. They just wanted to see what I've got. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so then this one guy like looked at my art pieces and he was like, um, and mainly the clientele that comes in to pur- purchase art is very like wealthy people. He looked at me and he was like, um, I just don't feel like your art, the basketball series. He was like, I don't feel like your art is relatable. I don't think people are going to relate to it or like, you know, art, it's more of like memorabilia than it is fine art. And he like looked at me and he said that. And I was like, and then he told me to go and start painting things that had like Louis Vuitton logos and like uh, Chanel logos all over them because that's what the clientele wants. And I was like looking at him and I was like, and it like really hurt because like, I like putting yourself out there is so like, you know, going after, like it's so intense and it's so draining as it is. And to constantly get those like, failures. I really struggled after that week, even though I wasn't going to let myself believe it, it still hurts to get that like rejection kind of. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of really down on myself. And then literally the next week it was like, you got accepted in our puzzle or you got a spot in our puzzle. Yeah. So it's like, you cannot take what everybody says seriously because oh. somebody who might yeah. rag on it and tell you it's memorabilia might think it's awesome and you need to be in like a great place. So you just taking those steps, like one step further, one step, just keep going. That's really... You just can't give up. Yeah, no, 100%. And honestly, based on what that guy said, like you want to talk about, like, don't be just someone who's just focused on success. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously, if somebody's going to pay thousands of dollars for a bag with an LV logo on it, they'll pay for a canvas with an LV logo on it. That's half Mm -hmm. the price. So, like, I don't mean to, like, business, like, go into that. But, like, okay, 
like so good for you like not diving into that because he just like exposed himself <laughs> like I, that's yeah, not, I know. you know what i mean like okay take a stencil like stop you know um but yeah. cool no that's super that's super dope um now there's i know i always have like these icebreaker questions on it that i like to throw out there we've gone through a couple of, okay so what do you know now that would have helped 18 year old you fresh out of high school hmm it's a good one there oh i would probably have to say be confident in yourself like you might not know how to get there but you have it within you to get there just more confidence and just more of like make it your own take action every day just keep going yeah just don't get so caught up in like the anxieties of what if like don't get so in your head just go after it and you'll learn from there trial and error yeah and the confidence in yourself is huge because one the it's like the toughest lesson because you have to test it to mm -hmm. see the progress in it but yeah. people are more like just gravitational towards other people that are 100 percent them so whatever yeah. is you feel it's you and expresses yourself regardless of what one out of 7 billion people say mm -hmm. more than likely you're going to have 50, a hundred other people who are so happy. You're just like being yourself. Like don't yeah. stop trying to look like other people. Just what expresses you and go out there and do that. Like just yeah. be yourself. Stop trying to, you know, like it sounds so cliche, but you see the opportunities that come from it when you commit, commit to doing that. And mm -hmm. um, to tie it just back into the social media game, one thing about like just the posting, what I, I talk about is before you're like criticizing yourself, like, oh, is this good enough? Or what are people gonna say? For the amount of, and I can show the stats on this, amount of comments that go like, oh, this like not relevant or like are negative. Mm -hmm. There's typically, even if there's a hundred people that liked it, it's mm -hmm. like it's a nine, it's a hundred, like ninety nine percent more than whatever. So you can positively impact ninety nine percent of people, or you can just not put it out because some rando is gonna wipe up, swipe up on it that yeah. isn't relevant and say we didn't need this, like or what, whatever. Like this didn't provide me value. Like okay, yeah. you can watch. It. You know, <laughs> these yeah the numbers line up, but it's the same thing. Go be yourself and watch the difference. Those people are the ones that get singled out because there's 99% of others that are in support of it and like 100%. You know? Yeah. And like, don't like even chase perfection, especially never chase it, but especially in the beginning, don't wait to put yourself out there until you think like, Oh, do I have all the equipment? Do I have oh, like put all of the stuff you're doing out there. And like the stuff I put out in the very beginning, it was not good. Like the, the content, the lighting, like all of it was not the best, but consistently doing it is the only thing that, taught me how to do better you know you cannot prep your whole life you have to just go after it and you have to just be consistent about putting yourself out there and that's how you learn you just can't like sit there and be like oh yeah in five months once i have all my equipment like then i'll put myself out yeah no, once i get that and i can again like it's so funny just relating it back to the podcast perfect example it's like for mm -hmm. so long i was like I just don't have i don't feel like i've done enough to like go out there and speak about it. But all mm -hmm. I had to do was change my perspective. And I go, you know what? Now I'm just going to have people that are 10 times smarter than I am that I know I can learn something from. Mm -hmm. And they're going to 
to dictate the success of this. It's on me to connect to these people and showcase my network that I have built because I am in grind mode. But like, again, and on those earlier ones, I did talk a lot and I've just tried to be more like, no, like the point of this, I can provide value, just take the focus, shift the focus a little bit so I can focus on, you know, the grinding aspect of it. Yeah. And also like, I, I've been saying this a lot recently. It's like, there's too many people who start putting themselves out there after they like get successful. Like we need more people like sharing, like them being in the trenches, like right now, like there are so many authors that are like 30, 40 something year olds talking about their twenties experiences. But I'm like, no, I want to see, I want to hear a 20 year old talking about how like chaotic and like all over the place being a 20 year old is right in that moment. In 2022, right? Like, yeah, those yeah, four like, year olds were 20 in early 2000. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, like the relatability, honestly, I think keeps you going sometimes more than like learning from others because learning from others is great, but sometimes it's not that relatable. But when you build that connection with somebody being like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing all the time, but like we're going after it together and this is where I'm at. Maybe this can help you not feel alone of it. That's just as impactful in my opinion. No, that's super cool. I'm glad you said that because like we just, uh, it's good. I think a lot of creators, especially in my seat, others that are growing in your seat, like they have that hesitation to the point where they just don't even start. Like they don't think there's enough value in it, but you're right. There's no, it's hard to relate to, it's harder to relate to somebody who's doing 50K a month at something you just aspire to be. And they are showing you the little things, but it took them getting to a point of making 50K a month to really realize the potential of those things. And those are different levels. When you've gone through the trenches and you've seen it, you know, now you know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, uh, yeah, no, that's super dope. Um, now what words i would say okay you can't leave anything physical after you're gone what words or what is what are you leaving or yeah what are you leaving here that's a big one i always have so much to say so putting it into one thing is just um i think build connection i think build connection is the number one thing it it helps others and more it, it and helping others then turns back tenfold helping yourself grow connection is what like makes the world go around so build connection cool and what would be your like number one tip for doing that vulnerability honestly like being vulnerable with yourself and others yeah nice yeah because people relate to i've gary v puts it in in words more like humility i guess and i don't know yeah it's like pretty relatable but that was a big pull me like no dude acknowledge the fact that there's a long way to go in this. Like there mm-hmm. are people that are crushing it at 22, 25, but uh, like really go through like what they went through and like dive into that and yeah. ask yourself, am I willing to do these certain things? Okay. That's how you'll get there. And that, you know, relatively that amount of time, if you really commit to it, or do you just want to, again, like dive yourself into the process and you're going to create your own kind of time frame? Like, yeah, cool. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's like a great way to kind of wrap, wrap this up. I think I always like to see what people are going to leave the show kind of with, I want to dive into this just to kind of cap it off. We are headed into 2023. Mm -hmm. Can can you talk about, we talked about art basil. Was that art basil? Was that your biggest goal of 2022 or was there another one that you accomplished that you want to kind of expand on? Uh, for 2022, 
for my career was Art Basel. Cool. For myself, it yeah. was fear facing and just not letting my anxieties rule and oh. dictate what I wanted to do. So that was mine. And yeah, I've definitely been blazing through that. So. Yeah. Brushing it, not department. Um, now, 2023, have you given that any thought? Do you have any kind of goals, plans you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, for I have so many things planned. Um, cool. In 2023, it's going to be a big year for me, but also I'm encapsulating just being, um, embracing like, what's the word for it? Just fulfillment and just being at ease and just having abundance in my life. I'm not, I'm not in the hustle mindset. I'm just going to be like, this is practicing that manifestation of abundance in my life. So yeah, I have a lot of ideas though that are going to be happening soon. I'm really excited. No, that's yeah. awesome. Well, again, Michaela, thank you so much for taking the time. If you want to plug yourself in, where can we find you? How can we connect with you? Um, yeah. Definitely be on the lookout for, for 2023. Yeah. Um, my Instagram, Michaela Grow It Collection. You'll find everything from there. That's and the best. will be in the bio. And yeah. we will do the duties, get you all the clips, everything. Be posted everywhere. Thank you. Thanks. Oh.